Well, we got some unfortunate injury updates from Brian Kelly today. So the more important question is, with those players out, can LSU still beat Alabama? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Alabama week, and thank you for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, you can also check us out on YouTube as well. Just search Lockdown LSU in the search bar. Hit that subscribe button, and you'll get notified whenever new podcasts drop. Today's edition of Lockdown LSU is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege, all one word, for a first deposit match up to $100, daily fantasy sports made easy. It's Bama week. It's the week leading up to the first Saturday in November. It's an incredibly big week. It's always going to be a stressful week also because it feels like more often than not, this is the game that decides the SEC West. This could be LSU's ticket punched to Atlanta, and that's it is exactly the situation that LSU finds in itself, itself in today. So we're going to get into some injury updates that Brian Kelly provided the media earlier today. Um, before we get into that, there was some news that came out over the weekend about the Northwestern State football program. Um, Northwestern State football player Ronnie Caldwell Jr. was murdered. Uh, and Northwestern State decided to cancel the rest of their season. I know there's some legal proceedings happening. I know there's been a lot of discussion surrounding that situation. I'm not going to get into legality. I'm not going to get into the specifics of the situation. Of course, you can find more information on it. Um, several articles and several you know, great reporting done from several great reporters, both local and nationally. But what I will get into is the human side of this, that a young man lost his life and that other young men that are pursuing their dreams are having this opportunity cut short. I know a lot of you are probably listening in Natchitoches or the Natchitoches area, or you have family members and friends with some sort of connections to Northwestern State, to the football program. Maybe you have, you know, direct relatives or even you yourself have direct connections to that football program. So I'm sending my absolute best to Ronnie Caldwell Jr.'s family as they mourn. I'm sending my best to this football program, and I hope that everyone involved is able to look back uh, on this and feel like they that, that justice was served in one way or another. So overall, just uh, sending some love to, to our friends over at Northwestern State. Let's get into it. Bama week. Injury updates. We got some pretty crappy news today from Brian Kelly. That is for certain. First and foremost, update on Makai Wingo. Last week, Makai, excuse me, two weeks ago. I'm going to say last week so many times. I mean the week of Army. The bye weeks got me messed up. Makai Wingo was out against Army. And just the based off of the way that this that the uh you know the injury was reported by Brian Kelly, it seemed kind of like a like a no big deal. Like it's a little bit of a bang up. We're gonna hold him out against Army, a team that we should beat without him, but really, you know, we'll give him a, a week off against Army, and then he gets the bye week, should be hundred percent refreshed. Maybe not hundred percent, but should be refreshed and, and ready to go. And we're gonna give him the week off just to kind of kickstart that recovery. That is not the case. 
Makai Wingo has undergone surgery over the bye week, and he will be out for the foreseeable future. Now, Brian Kelly, when he first initially reported this, he said he's out for the season and then kind of backtracked that a little bit and said he'll be out for six weeks. So wherever that leaves you in six weeks, you know, that's, uh, that's when we can reevaluate. Maybe there's games left to be played. Maybe there is not. Makai Wingo did a quote tweet, one news source that tweeted out the uh, – the information and apologies. I'm not quite sure. Exactly, I don't recall exactly who it was, but he said, I'll be back for the playoffs. Don't you worry. So I, I do love that energy from Makai Wingo. That's what you want to be hearing from a player that's you know, given a really difficult diagnosis. Uh, I will say, let's go, let's you know, beat Bama first. Let's win the rest of your games first. Let's get into the playoffs first. And then we can uh, maybe talk about that. Look, it's not the craziest thing in the world. Um, because this is a conversation that we had this time last year when LSU found itself in a very similar position. That if you beat Alabama, if you win the SEC West, and if you beat Georgia, there's a legitimate chance that you could find yourself as a two-loss team in the college football playoff. But let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Because without Makai Wingo, beating Alabama gets that much more difficult. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks to lose any player for that that period of time. It sucks to lose any player, especially ahead of the most important game on your schedule thus far, because he's a leader. He wears freaking number 18 for crying out loud. That means something. He earned that number for a reason. It's because every single player in that locker room looks up to him and looks to him as a moral leader off the field and looks to him as a difference maker on the field. That's what Makai Wingo has been he has been a, a you know, veteran staple foundational player on this defensive line you don't lose him and get better you don't lose him and feel good about something like that but as with any injury as much as it stinks as much as it might hurt the football team as much as we might feel in certain times on Saturday night that this team is really hurting without Makai Wingo man it's it's next man up that's really the best that's the best response that you have to it because being upset about it and whining about it and moping about it isn't going to get his recovery back anytime sooner. So now I'm looking at Jordan Jefferson. How can you step up? Because this is your job now. I'm looking at the rest of this defensive line. How can you step up and try and fill in that void? It's going to be, it's going to fall on the shoulders of the next man up and the rest of that defensive line. It stinks. It stinks to lose Makai Wingo, not just for this game, but every single game on the rest of the schedule. You still got to play Florida. You still got to play Texas A&M. And if the opportunity arises, you may just get to play Georgia or the winner of the SEC. So let's not get crazy now. You might get to play that team in the SEC championship. Having Makai Wingo makes you feel better about your path to get there. And, you know, potentially winning that football game so it stinks but that's not uh that's not where the defensive injuries left off unfortunately brian kelly provided some updates about some of the corners zy alexander out he left the game against army early with a leg injury right before half he went up to try to get an interception and came down kind of funny he left the game limping didn't come back against army he will be out, and Brian Kelly said Zay Alexander will miss a, quote, significant amount of time. No specific timeline there, but still you're losing one of your best corners, if not your best corner. Denver Harris, 
still out. Deuce Chestnut still out. Now the deal with Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut's been pretty quiet. They're just quote unquote away from the team for right now. Still scholarship players, um, but they are not uh, not currently with the team and will not be out there against Alabama. Now the good news is. Glass half full, you will get Ashton Stamps back. Brian Kelly said that Ashton Stamps will be back at practice today. He was out against Army, but you know, back after the bye weekend has recovered. Um, and you will also get Emory Jones back, who is back out at practice. So Lance Hurd was in at right tackle this past week. Emory Jones expected to be back against Alabama to fill in that right tackle spot. But you know, credit to Lance Hurd because he did a pretty solid job against Army. So you're going to be without three veteran corners. Well, who does that leave you with? And does that, how does that make you feel having young and inexperienced players against one of the top teams in the country? We'll get into that coming up next. Now it is time for your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Because much like Jaden Daniels, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make, mon- they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Jaden Daniels is the game changer of this week. But you know what? We could call him the game changer of every week. Jaden Daniels has one of the best Heisman Trophy odds this season. And for good reason. Jaden Daniels has some of the best passing stats in the country up there with some of the best quarterbacks representing the best teams in college football right now. But also, Jaden Daniels presents a threat with his legs unlike any other player in college football. But Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They've got full flavor or an incredibly well-crafted brew, just like a full-strength beer might be. My personal favorite flavor of Athletic Brewing Company's drinks is the lime and salt flavor. Now we're getting into into fall, so it doesn't necessarily feel as, as tropical or as much as like I'm sitting on a beach, but they're still so incredibly refreshing. I'll sit back, we'll even plan podcasts while drinking one of the lime and salt flavors because Athletic Brewing Company is fit for all times. You can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity more fun. Whether you're watching a big game, like watching LSU against Alabama this weekend, or maybe your kids have flag football games, soccer games, whatever their activities are, you can have an athletic brewing company beverage there. Whether you're tackling work or you're working out, whatever you're doing, Athletic Brewing Company has the answer. And my personal favorite thing about Athletic Brewing Company no hangovers ever. Maybe we were all feeling it on uh, on Sunday, you know, day after all of the Halloween celebrations and the Halloween parties. I know we were all feeling it. And there's nothing better than waking up on a Saturday or a Sunday morning not having that hangover feeling. So that is what Athletic Brewing Company is great at. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code Locked On to get 15% off of your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. I want to tell you about eBay Motors. 
Passion, drive, and patience. That is what brings home the winning trophy and is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more, whether you're into speed or power or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's so easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right. Well, thanks again for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every single day. College football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. So every single Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts, covering their team every single day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. All right, let's get back into it. Some unfortunate news on the injury front from Brian Kelly at his press conference on Monday. Makai Wingo will be out for at least six weeks. He underwent surgery in the bye week. No specifics on exactly what he got surgery on or what the problem was. Out for six weeks. Um, Zy Alexander, Denver Harris, and Deuce Chestnut all also are out against Alabama. Zai Alexander left the Army game early with a leg, knee injury, knee, ankle, leg, lower body, whatever it was. And then Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut are still away from the football program. The, the team, not the program, the team. So who do you have at cornerback? This is what we're working with. You'll have Jeremiah Hughes available. You have Jivin Toviano available. Ashton Stamps, like I mentioned, will be available. He was out against Army, expected to be back against Alabama. He'll be back out of practice today. Uh, LaTerrence Welch will be available, and Sage Ryan will be available as well. So you're looking at Jeremiah Hughes, true freshman. Jivin Toviano, true freshman. Ashton Stamps, true freshman. LaTerrence Welch is a true sophomore who has six games of experience under his belt, and not even tr- six full games. He's seen action in six games. And then Sage Ryan, who we know, you know, third-year player, he's, he's got experience. So only, only two players have been with this program longer than however long this season has been. Doesn't feel great. Doesn't feel great in the slightest. Now, let me give you three different perspectives. My glass half-full perspective, my glass half-empty perspective, And then really the reality of the situation, or what I view as the reality. Let's start with glass half full. Look, you're going to have to rely on three true freshmen and two, three true freshmen, really, and players that are rather inexperienced in the secondary. Glass half full. You haven't won games because of your defense anyway. You've been one of the worst pass defenses in college football. 
been one of the worst defenses, if not the worst defense in the history of this LSU football program. And you are still sitting at seven and two. You know, it's, you're still finding ways to win tough games against good football teams. You still find ways to be competitive. You still have blazed this path, this trail to potentially win in the SEC West. Now, of course, you have to beat Alabama in order to do that. I, I completely understand that. You lose to Alabama this weekend, and that's that's completely out the door. You haven't won any games because of your defense. You've won every single game on your schedule because of the offense. Now, granted, you lost the game against Ole Miss because your defense was so bad. But your offense will keep you in any game that you play. And, you know, granted, LSU was able to beat Missouri because of timely stops that came when they needed them to. You know, you were able to beat Arkansas because in several trips to the red zone, this LSU defense limited Arkansas to three instead of seven. So, you know, keep that in mind. I'm not completely, you know, taking out what the defense have, has done. I'm not acting like, you know, the defense has been non-existent this entire season. But really, for the most part, you know, what does this change? You were one of the worst pass defenses in college football with those players. Without them, what are you, worse? Maybe. And, you know, don't love that. And, and that's no discredit to Zy Alexander and Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut and what those guys have done for this program and the plays that they've made because Zy Alexander has really probably been your best corner so far this season. So you have a, a horrendous pass defense with your best corner. You're probably going to be even worse without him. But, again, you're going to stay in games and you're going to win games because of your offense. You were never going to beat Alabama because of your defense. If you need to get into a shootout with Alabama, I like your chances. Because nearly every shootout that you've gotten into, with the exception of Ole Miss, you've won it. And Ole Miss has a significantly better offense than Alabama does. So that's my glass half full approach. Glass half empty approach. Their passing game is the long ball. And, I, and we'll get in. We'll get into more of what Alabama does well. Jalen Milrow, Alabama's quarterback, strength and weaknesses. We'll get into all of that as we get throughout the uh, throughout the week. But Alabama's offense is predicated on running the football and the long ball. If you want to see an example of that, watch the second half against Tennessee, because Alabama was able to run, run, run the heck out of the ball against Tennessee's defense that I think has one of the better run defenses in the SEC. In that first possession, Jalen Milrow was able to move the ball 80 yards downfield in just two plays in less than a minute. That's how they found the end zone. So that's that doesn't make you feel great. You know, a quarterback that is really good with throwing and just airing it out and throwing it deep. Well, your, cor your corners aren't going to be able to win that battle. Jalen Milrow and these Alabama receivers, albeit Jalen Milrow is not an Alabama quarterback that we're used to. He is no Bryce Young. And Jermaine Burton and the rest of these Alabama receivers, you know, they're no Jalen Waddle. They're no Devontae Smith. They're no Julio Jones. They're no insert elite Alabama receiver here. They're not those guys. But they still have the ability to pick your, your secondary apart, especially when you're working with true freshmen that have very limited, if any, experience at this level so you know you're gonna have to rely on some babies some inexperienced babies 
to uh, to limit that Alabama, that explosive Alabama pass attack, long ball attack. When I say explosive pass attack, I'm in the explosive plays. Jalen Milrow struggles in the intermediate passing game. If it's, you know, 10, 15 yards downfield, that's not where they they shine. That's not Jalen Milrow's end game. 40 yards downfield, now that's a different story. And that's when you're going to have to rely on your secondary. I don't know how much this, this coaching staff can rely on this secondary. But let's get into the reality of the situation. Because we can look at the glass half full. And I think there's some, a good bit of truth to that. We can look at the glass half empty. And I still agree. I think there's a good bit of truth to that. But I think whenever you look at two sides of the coin, the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. So what's the reality of the situation that LSU finds itself in with the secondary? We'll get into that coming up next. I want to tell you about Prize Picks. What is Prize Picks exactly? Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's easy, it's exciting, and it is one of the best ways to play DFS, daily fantasy sports. So it's a blast. It's the most fun that I have had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. All you got to do is super easy. Just select two or more players, then pick more or less on their projected projected stats, and then place your entry. If you were one of those people that picked under on Patrick Mahomes' passing yards in his flu game, smart. Very, very smart. It was not a great day from that Chiefs offense. But hey, if you didn't win money there, Come back next week and, and check it out with prize picks and take Christian McCaffrey over on rushing yards. Take Josh Allen over or under under on passing yards. It's so simple to play. I make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. It is such a blast. And one of my favorite things about prize picks is the reboot policy. So your entries will stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, then that player is quote unquote rebooted. So Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-c-o-l-l-e-g-e for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy all right thanks again for making locked on lsu your first listen every single day you're gonna be without zy alexander denver harris and deuce chestnut against Alabama and of course Greg Brooks as well as we wish him the very best as he is recovering uh, from from cancer treatment so what is that going to leave you with Jeremiah Hughes a true freshman Javion Toviano a true freshman Ashton Stamps who's coming back after being out against Army a true freshman Laterrence Welch and Sage Ryan not a ton of experience in that cornerback group I think the glass half full approaches well you're not winning games because you're secondary anyway. You know, your secondary was all was already pretty bad beforehand. Um, now, does this make it worse? I, I, I'm inclined to say I'm not quite sure how much worse it could get. Um, also, I know better than that. I know better than to jinx that. But overall, you know, your secondary wasn't the strength anyway. Now, losing Makai Wingo, that, that hurts. That's, that's tough because you're losing a playmaker and a leader on and off the field. 
But as far as the, the corners go, yeah, it's a huge loss to lose guys like that. The guys with a majority uh, of experience and who have, have played, uh, at least in Zay Alexander's case, played a majority of the snaps for you. So it hurts. But they weren't winning you games anyway. The glass half empty approach is, well, Jalen Milrow can air that thing out 30, 40 yards. Like that's where Jalen Milrow's greatest strength is in the passing game. Alabama's really best tools, and I'm inclined to say only tools offensively, is running the football and airing it out. Now, what's stopping Alabama from airing it out on every single play, on every single possession, if they know that your corners aren't going to be able to win those 50-50 battles? So I think the, the truth is really, truly kind of somewhere in the middle. And the way that I feel about this situation is what is the sentiment that, that Brian Kelly has, has kind of portrayed. Brian Kelly was asked about the corners in his Monday press conference. This was Brian Kelly. They've been around long enough now. I mean, I think, you know, you're you're into the season now, eight games. You know, they, they had, you know, some time here in camp and some, you know, we had some mid-year enrollment. So, you know, to, to say that they're inexperienced, yes, they haven't played a lot of SEC games, but they know what they're doing. They, they understand our techniques. They know what's expected of them. Um, so, you know, we're, we're in a position where we feel comfortable and confident that they can go out and get the job done. Um, so um, even though they don't have a lot of SEC games underneath their belt, um, they're quite capable of going out there and, and playing at a high level. So... I'd say more than anything else, you have to have confidence in your players and their ability to do it. Um, and, and I've got confidence that, you know, whether it's Jeremiah Hughes or um, uh, Javon Toviano, um, Ashton Stamps, um, all three of those freshmen can go out and, and uh, you know, play at the level necessary for us to, to win a championship. Now, does Brian Kelly and this coaching staff have – uh, comfort and confidence in these players. Yeah, probably. I would hope that they would because they're the ones that recruited them. <laughs> does does Brian Kelly, or to what extent does Brian Kelly feel confident that these inexperienced and young players can go out there and have a dominant performance against Alabama in Bryant-Denny Stadium? I don't know. You know, I let's let's be honest here. This is a real, really tough situation for these young guys to be thrust upon. It's kind of what Brian Kelly mentioned there. What are you going to do about it? That's what you got. This is the situation that they're faced in. Is it ideal? Absolutely not. No, it is not ideal. It's not even close to being ideal. Do you have all the confidence in the world in these guys? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe you have all the confidence in the world that these guys can develop into great and reliable uh, dominant corners. Do you feel that now? Probably not. But that's what you got. It's a next man up league. These kinds of things happen. Injuries happen. Unfortunately for LSU, there are unforeseen circumstances that have plagued this position group. But that's life. That's football. You're not going to always get the, the greatest end of the stick when it comes to, to injuries and unfortunate circumstances. But it is what it is, man. And you're going to have to, do you feel great and confident and totally comfortable and, and you know, 100% about these freshmen? Probably not. Do you have another choice? No, you don't. So all that you can hope 
is that the work that you've been putting in behind the scenes with these young guys is going to be enough for them to hold their own. That They're going to go out there against Alabama, albeit a very, a very menacing and intimidating environment, and hope that they have enough confidence to go out there to stick to their fundamentals and to be able to execute a game plan to make some plays. That's all, that's all you have right now is hope that these guys can rise to the occasion. Like Brian Kelly said before, nobody else is walking through that door and helping you. This is the reality of the situation. Does it suck? A hundred percent. Is it what you got? Yeah, you do. Am I excited to see what these guys can do? Am I excited to see what we've got in a JV and Toviano and Jeremiah Hughes? You bet your bottom dollar I am. So it's not great. Don't love it. It's not the end of the world. Um, but obviously not ideal circumstances and not ideal situations. That's what makes this this game so difficult for LSU every single year, aside from Alabama being an SEC West rival, if not the SEC West rival, aside from Alabama being such a talented and sound football program. The time of the year that this game falls is tough because at that point you got players that are dropping like flies. You got injuries that arise. You got the injury bug that's starting to bite. You just hope that you can believe in your depth. And if you can't, but I hope that Jaden Daniels can carry this game on his shoulders, which is what we probably expected was going to have to happen anyway. We'll continue to break down this matchup. It's LSU and Alabama week, so that's what we're doing all week long right here on Locked on LSU.